0: this is tom williams and you are listening to talk theater in chicago's interview podcast well there is one of the great pieces of theater in town the ice man cometh at the goodman theater and i have kate arrington here who is in the cast of the show and does a brilliant job hello oh, thank Kate. thank you hi tell us now you were just telling me uh, before we went on the air that that uh, you were a, a late replacement in this show? I was, yeah. God, uh, you, you came in, what, a couple of weeks, three weeks late? I
1: came in three weeks late. Well, the last week I was down in, um, at the Humana Festival down in Louisville. Okay. Um, and so the last week I was able to fly back, or the last week I was in Louisville, which was the third week of rehearsals, I was able to fly back and forth a little bit, um, for like a day at a time. I did that a couple of times, but I didn't officially get there until three weeks late.
0: Oh my God. That that had to be kind of daunting with a with a a five hour almost a five hour show with this cast.
1: Yeah, it was terrifying. I've (laughs) never learned lines so fast in my life. I was like, I am not going in there (laughs) unprepared. So yeah, I really I just worked as hard as I could and caught up on all of the um, uh, you know historical research that they had done and stuff like that and read the script every minute of every day and learned the lines and. Uh Which was actually incredibly difficult, just because they have such a bizarre way of speaking. I mean once you get into it it you can Yeah, that's
0: true, yeah, it is not tell your you would say it.
1: yeah <laughs> we he he would have you would have thought he, oh my gosh, isn't it terrifying when you don't know your lines off stage, but things like we hadn't no real intention of getting married and stuff like that, yeah. the syntax is so bizarre,
0: but uh and uh. So, uh, so you came in late in the, into the show and, and, but you must have really uh, caught on to it quick because when I asked for, for an interview, uh, your name came right up.
1: Oh, well, yeah, thank they, you. They, they
0: thought you'd be a great spokesman for the show.
1: Oh, that's nice to hear. I mean, you know, it wasn't actually that difficult just because there was such an incredible, it was fitting into something that was so, um, they had really found, Found something by the time I got there, so it was just kind of find, looking around and seeing what other people were doing and fitting into this giant puzzle that was so well constructed already.
0: So that might have that might have actually helped you. Then, it, it might
1: it? have. It might oh, have. Okay. There's <laughs> a lot of some
0: other otherwise, I could see some actors that that just they couldn't adapt to it. They wouldn't know how to do that.
1: Yeah, possibly. But I had I had so many great teachers all around me as far as what works.
0: So give us a little bit of a. a for those people though, that don't know The Iceman, come with a mm-hmm. little bit of what the show is about and well, your character.
1: Okay, sure. Um, well, it's, you know, this is funny. I went back and started watching all of Cheers is On Demand on Netflix. And I started watching all of it because to me, you know, there's actually a similarity. It's this utopian alcoholic society
0: yeah. Cheers might be the modern version of that. Yeah, that's I that's mean, interesting. He,
1: without Hickey, or, or without Hickey, you know, in this, where he is in this play, there's, there's obviously no foil in Cheers, but, um, you know, there's really, I, I do think of it as this perfect society, um, of people who have, who love each other, who humor each other, who, um, support each other in these, you know what are referred to as pipe dreams in the show these dreams they have that they have no intention of acting on but
0: and they're because they're all kind of broken people they're
1: they're very they're very broken they've they've um they've all hit hit their spot and and adapted and found a home in this in harry hope saloon
0: and and an empty bottle of whiskey
1: exactly exactly and um and we look forward to twice a year, the arrival of Theodore Hickman, um, who's a traveling salesman and is the life of the party, comes throwing money around, um, buying drinks for everyone. H- hilarious. He makes us all laugh. We, we look to him, you know. Uh, Dennehy's character, Larry Slade, at the beginning of the play says, yeah, I'm up waiting for Hickman. All the men are up, you know, in the middle, it's 6 AM when the play starts, they've been up all night waiting for Hickman because for Hickey, because they know that he shows up before Harry Hope's birthday every year. So everyone's just waiting. And he says, actually, it wasn't the hope of a booze. If you can believe that it was, I'm, I've got the blues and Hickman, Hickey is a great guy for that. So, so we, Rely on him as far as our addictions, uh, but also as far as our emotional support, we wait for Hickey. And uh, this time when Hickey shows up, it's a very different situation uh, because he isn't drinking, which throws us all quite for a loop. He says he's off the stuff for keeps. You know, so yeah, we, we're there's not some just,
0: great scenes there where they're all, well, you're kidding. And yeah, congrats. we
1: can't even take it seriously yeah. for, for quite a while. And then even bigger than that, he's come in with this sort of message of salvation, which is. You've got to face your pipe dreams, admit that they're lies, that you're lying to yourselves. And and once you do that, you will be freed. Your life, your your life will. uh. You'll be free to live your life in peace. And Um, your character. And Cora Cora, is one of the three women. Yeah, tell us about
0: Cora because I think you're the your character Cora is kind of the leader of the of the of the girls. Well, she's
1: been around the longest. I think she's the only alcoholic. I don't think the other two girls are alcoholics. Um, and and she has a pipe dream, which the the other two. Uh, he does get on them because they refuse to call themselves prostitutes; they call themselves tarts. So he does get on them to to be honest about what they are. But Cora has a real pipe dream in that she dreams of owning a farm, um, with her boyfriend Chuck
0: Yeah, in New Jersey. It, well, we haven't decided: oh, Jersey
1: yeah. or Long Island. Oh, okay. <laughs> I say Long Island because we'll be closer to Coney. But that's um, right. You do. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the,
0: the points. Yeah.
1: yeah. But um. But, you know, she has, they have this dream of getting married and having a farm. So that's uh, uh, such an amazing dream to me. And, and I actually, I have one of my best friends in New York is an architect and he and his girlfriend, they, they, they won't stop talking about a llama farm. You know, oh it's a God. real, fa- it's a real dream that people have when they're in sort of the rat race of letting it all go. And, you know, and it, we love to- it.
0: It hasn't changed. And, and <laughs> yeah. yet you go to the farmlands. And they can't wait to get to the big city. Oh my god!
1: I told them I was like, "Please just spend a summer on a llama farm, would you?" <laughs> Before you invest.
0: And and, and uh, your your hubby is uh, Mark Grapey.
1: Mark Grapey yeah. is my wishful hubby. Yeah. Wishful. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, it yeah she you're right. The other girls probably aren't alcoholics, although they're thrown down a few.
1: They shooters. drink, yeah. they drink, yeah. but I don't think in the way that the play relates the alcoholism to the denial of reality, and as that relates to the pipe dream, I think I think they're in a different category.
0: Yeah, and, and tell us about some of the other cast members because besides Brian Dennehy, which we we'll talked about, and yeah. and Nathan Lane, yes, we have a fantastic list of mostly Chicago's top oh, yeah. AA list.
1: The greatest cast I have ever, I mean, it's unbelievable. The best cast The supporting you've ever cast, I, by far, yeah. I would say. It's one of the I best mean, casts
0: I've ever seen on stage.
1: Unbelievable, and everyone is so different and so perfect in their roles. I mean, it's one of the things, because I saw Iceman I, I, back in college, you know, when they did it in New York. And granted, I sat way in the back, but I couldn't tell the guys apart really, <laughs> you is know. That right? And it's okay. I, I was but, way back, but this but group
0: you can tell you. Yeah, they're yeah. so
1: distinct. Everyone is so distinct. I can't, I, I go back in my memory and think, is there any way, is there any, how far back could I be to not be able to tell these guys apart because there's everyone is so distinct? It's really amazing. But yeah, I, I, I couldn't even. I'd have to name every single person to talk about every amazing well, performance. Well, I can go uh,
0: see the reviews, particularly in Chicago. I think I do name them all. Yeah, but, good. uh
1: <laughs>
0: And you're right. Each one is so distinct. And, and I think Bob Falls did one of the great casting
1: Oh, amazing. Yeah. It's It's really, in the end, I think probably the most important job a director has. And and he did such an amazing
0: job. Well, that job. And, and I thought the blocking he did was so terrific, particularly since there's so many scenes where almost all of you are on stage yeah. for very long uh, lengths of time, yeah. and you have to stay still, otherwise you're you're, you're upstaging other people. Oh yeah. And well, it's
1: so flat. Yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, we, we finally learned that that even like a look to someone else can pull the focus.
0: Yeah, because unlike film, me is in the audience. I yeah. pick who I'm going to look at. Yeah, you know, exactly. In film or television, the camera does. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And but that shows the respect. That each of you cast members had for the others, yeah. and respect for the material. Yeah, because we're in a lot of the scenes. You all agree we're reacting, particularly visually, or nodding, or banging your bar- your glass on the table or whatever, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. what was going on. Mm-hmm. And and that was. But other times, I I know we talked about this but in in the fourth act. You have that long scene. You're the only one that gets to react. Yeah. To to uh, this to
1: incredible revelation and and of 40 minute monologue essentially
0: and i think nathan lane was just unbelievable in that well
1: he's he's i've never worked with anyone like him i mean tell us
0: about that because some people have said well you know uh he is mr song and dance right uh, everyone has told me that he has been so gracious and great to work with
1: well no he's the real deal and i mean he's uh, it's interesting because when I was thinking about this, I talked to a friend of mine, Amy Ryan, in New York, and, um, I didn't know him prior to his Broadway success. And she was like, you know, before he was Nathan Lane, he was one of my two favorite actors in all of New York. I mean, wow. She, which coming from her, I was yeah. like, holy crap. But, um, you know, he, I, I get it now. I mean, he showed up to the first day of rehearsal off book. Completely, wow! Which is no small feat for it's, Hickey. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, just that monologue alone—the
1: monologue alone—totally off book. I never once heard him call line, and um, you know, in costume for every rehearsal, even through, um, even through the performance. Now, you know, there are long stretches where he's not on stage, and he's not in his dressing room. He is sitting backstage listening to the show, for, you know, four hours and forty-five minutes.
0: That's fantastic because we we know the the work ethic of you know Brian Dennehy. He's got Right, fantastic work.
1: <laughs> well, they couldn't be more different. Yeah. I mean, you know, Denny he's he he did call for line for quite a while. I mean, he oh, yeah, really he, he has a different in, you know. I mean, and he really takes his time finding his way in, and but they're both, you know, the end product is unbelievable for both of them.
0: Yeah, particularly Denny. had those long stretches where he he didn't react, but yeah. he they, they had him blocked where he was very much in view of everybody right up front and close to the audience right and uh him knowing that there were times he never moved i think during the whole monologue i don't think he moved once yeah it was it was incredible yeah Yeah. i know you were reacting because that was your your role to do
1: yeah yeah i mean i think there's there becomes an interesting thing because um cora does become in that moment the one woman in the room
0: yeah tell us how 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 you prepare for that and 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 how you how you you know react to that
1: i don't do anything i mean i i just sit there to tell you the truth i, I the hardest thing was before bob told me i want you to i want you to in a way represent women i mean you know it, he's the the monologue is about something The relationship with his wife, he even speaks to me as if I was his wife at a certain point. That's right, he does. So, um, you know, I, I begin reacting to what it is to be a woman in love with an alcoholic man in this case. Um, but the hardest thing was before he told me that, not reacting to it because he's, because Nathan is ripping his heart out. Yes, he is. And, to not react to it i don't know how the guys are doing it to react to it is pretty damn easy <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that that's interesting <laughs> but all the way th- but all the way through the the, the discipline of of the cast cuz folks most of the the actors is what 14 or so i
1: think are 18 like, all 18 told, all the but i think there's like 12 the to 14
0: on the stage almost throughout the show yeah yeah all of those well let's call them the misfit drunks yes and many times, uh, they have to sit there and, uh, you know, have a glass in their hand or be staring at the, at the desk. Others have their head down or others in different focus, right. uh, for long periods of time. And that is, that is so hard to do. And after a while we start noticing it in the audience and we go, wow. Yeah. But yet when each one has their turn, everyone else reacts to them at yep. the proper time. Yep. Yeah. How long did it? take before you guys reach that point?
1: Um, I don't know because like I said, when I came in the musicality of it was pretty pretty in place already. I mean, um I, I really do think of it as musical and it's the one thing I remember from um seeing it so long ago is like I remember the women coming in because it was like the s- strings coming in to a uh, a piece of music or something. Just yeah. the difference in mm-hmm. the voices and the energy. Um and, and I think musically this play is so precise, especially, you know, in this production. Yeah.
0: What's been the audience reaction?
1: It's been interesting. Um, you know, there's always, I don't know if this is kosher to talk about. I guess I will. There's an interesting thing that happens pre and post opening or more specifically pre and post reviews (laughs) and you can always tell you know that a play has been reviewed and that an audience is coming in with with an idea of what it is um i I haven't read the reviews but i have a feeling they must have spoken about the importance of the piece or or the
0: reviews have been very strong
1: I, i i imagine but um but the audience has been much more sort of somber and uh, in put this in quotations, respectful since the reviews came in, um, I found our preview audience was really laughing a lot.
0: So the others don't think it's... Because there's some tremendous humor in it.
1: Well, show. they get sucked in, but they, they definitely okay. come in with, um, you know, a, this is an important piece of theater and we're here to watch it important. Well,
0: some of them equate <laughs> length with importance. Well,
1: yes, exactly. A-
0: and it is four hours and 45 minutes, but I've told people, it's like going to a Wagner opera. You know, it's long, yeah. But so what? Yeah. It's great, and you're you're living with these people for for uh, an evening, yeah. And and uh, it, it it doesn't seem like it's four hours and forty. Days. It moves right along. It really
1: does. And um, you know, it's been interesting for me having worked on theater for a long time and sort of being interested in the way plays work. I don't know if you could do what you do in this play in less than forty four. I mean, just because. Um you know, by the time you get to the end, you are actually living with the characters. You're not an audience member watching what's gonna happen next. You've been living with these people well, in their world. It,
0: as long as you have if you start out with it with the size of the cast, you've gotta give them all their, their yeah. moment And that's yeah. one of the great things O'Neill did. Yeah. And he very specifically had different types of people in mind that yeah. he wanted to deal with.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. uh uh how would you how would you Sum up his take on on women in the play, some people think that's a that's a problem
1: oh i I think it's well, I don't know. I can only speak to our production i guess i I feel there's a tremendous amount of compassion for i mean there's a very weird turn in the play wherein a woman's love becomes an object of hate yes, you know that that a man can't can't live up to that love or feels he can't live up to that love and therefore begins to despise her and um yeah and yeah. to me that's that's a pretty brave thing for a man to say and honest you know i i, I think there's a lot of truth in that
0: i think uh, I, I think the three characters, the three girl characters in the show, yeah. come off well too. Oh yeah, I think your character comes off. Uh,
1: well, she's a sweetie.
0: Yeah, but, but <laughs> she's she,
1: she's tough in her she's way. She's tough. Well, yeah. they're you know they're, they're street people. They but work yeah. the streets. Yeah. I mean, and they live on the, the. It's a tough, and and it was a tough time. I mean,
0: yeah, it was lower 19, New 12, York yeah. in
1: 1912 yeah. was not a pretty easy place.
0: Yeah, and that's a, that's. A Doing uh, my research, that's a, that was a pivotal year for them. He was hanging in those kind of places. Oh right, no, wasn't right, right yeah. at that time. Right. So a lot of that was memory, even though he wrote it. What, 1936? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. He, he. It was definitely based on very specific places. And you know, one of my one of my favorite books ever written is a book called Up in the Old Hotel by Joseph Mitchell, which is um, it was later but he writes about McSorley's tavern in New York and okay yeah um, it's legendary
0: it was, oh yeah. yeah
1: and and the people that lived there i mean he was obsessed with new york characters the woman who sold tickets at the you know flop or the theater down by where all the flop houses were the gypsies these people that were sort of outcasts in lower new york and
0: Well, O'Neill certainly gave him a voice. Yeah, exactly. And I thought the set design was fantastic. It's
1: amazing. Well, it's poetic. I mean, I think that's what's amazing about Bob is he can sort of lift lift things into the realm of poetry.
0: Well, I don't know anyone that does O'Neill any better. Mm -mm. And you guys got to be very very proud of this show. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: we are. I I have a feeling uh, award times there might be a few trophies given (laughs) out from this show. What
1: do you think? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> and I've heard rumors.
0: Uh, is there any truth? So I got to ask. I'm sure you probably don't know, but uh, rumors that it uh, may, taking it to New York.
1: I haven't heard a thing about that. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know about that. I think it's an awfully big play for New York. I mean, just cast wise, budget wise, it's it's one of the interesting things because I I float back and forth between Chicago and New York. I mean, you can really do a lot of stuff here. You just can't do it in New York.
0: Yeah, particularly well. But they, it's a musical comedy town.
1: right yeah yeah
0: and you think it's a lot harder to do big-time dramatic plays like this there
1: definitely definitely i mean the uh, first of all we don't have the audience that you guys do i mean chicago theater going audience is totally up for a four hour and 45 minute yeah yeah
0: august osage county wasn't quite that long but it but did that that went on? Oh,
1: sure, yeah, yeah,
0: and that did real well. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, you're running till when? June seventeenth, is it?
1: That's right. Okay.
0: Yeah. And you're doing one show a day, right? This is, thank God, yeah. yes. I, I was wondering if day. I had to look at the schedule because I said, <laughs> boy,
1: trust me, I checked the schedule okay. before I signed on the dotted line. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but the Iceman Cometh is definitely the 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 place in the in the play to be. But let's talk about your background. You are a company member at Steppenwolf.
1: I am. Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, I I remember seeing it at Hotel Baltimore. I thought that was terrific.
1: Oh, that was a really fun one. Similar in a way. I mean, when I first read the character, I actually was like, oh, this is kind of like Susie. I actually think they couldn't be more different now, other than they're both prostitutes. But, um, yeah, that was another huge ensemble. Yeah. Um, Very musical piece.
0: It was one of the best productions. But uh, tell us some of the other shows that you that you did there that, that you were kind of proud
1: of. Oh, I haven't done a show there I'm not proud of. Um, let's see. Before that was Detroit, I, the, some of the most fun I've ever had on stage. Um, I've done two of Bruce Norris's plays that have both yeah, been
0: parallelogram. The parallelogram. Uh, the fake, parallelogram.
1: Yeah. fake was Eric. Um, the other Bruce Norris play was uh, Pain in the Itch. Yeah. Um, those are. Very difficult place to pull off, but uh, Why? uh well, as an actor, they just—they make your head hurt. They're so—he writes so specifically. He will—you uh, actually have to function with two sides of your brain at the same time because
0: he's got a lot of stage directions.
1: No, it's no? not that. It's okay. the—it's literally the way it's written because because uh, Bruce writes. It's like he turns on a tape recorder and writes the way people actually speak. So yes, almost he does, everything yeah. is overlapped but it's very specifically overlapped. So you're hitting the same word at the same time, Mm. even though your character isn't listening to what the other person's saying. So one part of your brain is being your character who's just forging ahead, and the other part of your brain is being an actor who's got to hit this, you know, who's got to hear exactly where they are in their sense and hit the... uh, it's maddening it must uh, but be some it's tough so, rehearsals. Huh? oh it's it's maddening i'm telling you i've <laughs> you start seen, throwing it, things at each I other i've seen people weep i mean it <laughs> it drives actors to their knees but um That's the result true, is the incredibly that... gratifying yeah. but just look at it on a piece of paper it's it's ridiculous i've never
0: tried to read one of his but i've heard that they're 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 worse than mammon turns a of hard oh to read. Yeah. yeah they're
1: really really difficult and and you repeat yourself all the time you say the same thing eight times in different ways you know just like we do as as human beings i mean he's he's so fascinated with being accurate in in speech are you
0: surprised every night because i i'm sure the rhythms gotta vary a little bit each night
1: they do i mean it's really such a dance with your scene partner in in emotions you get very close to the people you're working with (laughs) you you really have to um and then, uh, let's see, I've done t- the only other s- things I've done. Well, no, I've done two of Richard Greenbrook's plays there. Richard is, um, one of my favorite playwrights. Yeah, good. Um, uh, the, the what was the one where the, where the paper, uh, that was the Violet Hour. Violet Hour, yeah. yes. That yeah. was my first place, Devon. That was Richard's. Um, yeah, I love his plays. I think he is one of the most lovely human beings. He's actually my, My Daughter's Godfather. (laughs) That's that's how much I love this playwright. I got a Um, feeling
0: you'll get cast in his next play.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've done a lot of his plays, but I just really love them. You did King
0: Lear here, too. I did, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that was another crazy, amazing experience.
0: That was another big epic, yeah.
1: Epic, yeah, and very different. I mean, Bob, the difference, it, it makes you realize what a great director is, because in this, he really took a very... Uh, a backseat to the play I mean it was really about you're just hearing the play and then of course there are a few um, as far as the scenic design and things like that he is making some big um, choices but with King Lear I mean he he really went to town with that yeah
0: I that was just, some people had mixed feelings I thought it was brilliant
1: oh yeah. I did too yeah. people loved it or hated it but yeah, I mean Stacy Keach was trem- all of the all of you He's it was just, amazing yeah, yeah
0: it was just well, very well done yeah yeah. It certainly wasn't the dry Shakespeare that people are used no, to
1: sometimes. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a particular fondness for Eastern European. I mean, the movie that he used as inspiration, Underground, happened to be my favorite movie. And, oh, um, okay. So I That's had a right, fondness. That's
0: yeah. it was. Yeah. It was very much of Eastern European style. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'm sure actors love that, don't they?
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, if you've ever seen any Yugoslavian films, it's the best acting I've ever seen. They're insane. They're literally yeah, insane. Yeah, I've seen
0: a few of those. They're, they're, they're whacked out. They're yeah.
1: whacked. Yeah. It is just so fun to have that as your inspiration. You're like, yeah, let me try and do that.
0: <laughs> okay. What uh, what do you have coming up? Uh for for those who don't know, tell them who your hubby is.
1: Oh, uh, Michael Shannon, uh, one of the best actors alive in the whole wide world Absolutely. now or ever, <laughs> and
0: gave me one of the most unique interviews because I've had him I on his podcast. Bet.
1: Yeah, he was, he, <laughs> he's unique in every yeah, way, <laughs> he was, he was,
0: and I think he's a brilliant actor.
1: Too, oh, yeah. the best,
0: yeah. And he, he's gonna he's gonna get his Oscar one year.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So
0: you live in New York? With, we with do. We live daughter. in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. In Brooklyn, with
1: our daughter Sylvie.
0: And he's he's babysitting now, right?
1: Oh God. He I just talked to him. He was trying to cook dinner. <laughs> That's cool.
0: <laughs> has he seen the show here yet? He yes, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 He you loved have,
0: it. Next time I run into him I'll ask him about it. He yeah, he But um he's doing what's he doing now in New York?
1: Well, he's uh shooting Boardwalk Empire, the third season of Boardwalk Empire, and simultaneously because he's because we're both workaholics, um he is rehearsing a production of Uncle Ron, he's playing Astrov.
0: Ooh, terrific. Yeah. yeah. And what do you have coming up?
1: Um, well, I, oh, actually. I won't say more about it than this okay. because there, uh, you know, these things until the contract are... is signed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, Mike and I are working on, are hoping to work t- on something together in the oh, fall ter- in New York. Yeah, terrific. Yeah,
0: we'll be we'll be looking for that.
1: Yeah, uh, it'll be our first time, so that'll be. Yeah, that interesting. was my next
0: question because I was digging through and I try and do my homework before the interview. Yeah. And I did, I couldn't come up with anything that you guys could Well, opinion. we've
1: done, we've done some workshops together. We've done a film together. Um, but we've never done a, a, a real run together. Um, so it'll be pretty, uh, we'll see.
0: <laughs> what do you think? It'll work good?
1: I, I hope so. Man, I really do. <laughs> I mean, I think it'll actually be great for us because we have such tremendous respect for each other as, uh, actors. And we're also mommy and daddy, which yeah. is a whole other thing. So yeah, I think it'll be, be nice to have a, another element to our relationship. Yeah, right that
0: would be good. Well, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and, and keep up the good work. Folks, the Iceman Cometh is is one of those rare theatrical experiences. That you got to get here to see the show.
1: Yes, I agree. <laughs> Thank you so
0: much. And folks, go see a play this week.